0: Good evening, everyone. It's great to see you. Thanks for the welcome. Um, Yeah, I want to begin with some stories of God's goodness, because I think that's going to be the platform for this evening. So we, yeah, just in the worship evening, I just really had a, a, I could almost kind of reach out and touch the goodness of God. Um, I don't know whether you could feel that as well. In fact, let's just go back into that moment. Do you want to just close your eyes and hold your hands out? Ha, (laughs) ha. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Papa, we just invite your presence. Wow. Yeah, Jesus, would you you just show us your goodness? Wow. He loves to make his goodness known to us. He loves us to connect with the goodness of God. And um, I just wonder if you would mind, um, even as you're experiencing God's goodness, to just speak into that really. So turn into groups of three or four and just share some testimonies, some stories of um, where you've seen God's, good, God's goodness in your life. Um, in the last week, the last month, the last year Just start sharing stories Because there's something, isn't there, about When you start to share stories It's like heaven starts to manifest itself And um, I could stand here and tell you stories But I think it's really important for you guys Just to, yeah, to share stories between you So in groups of three or four Maybe with people you don't know Just introduce yourselves And then just spend a few minutes Sharing stories of God's goodness in your life whoa I love it that as soon as I said share stories of God's goodness you all were buzzing away with stuff that God has been doing and I love it and I'd, I'd love to um, maybe we'll have time later but I love it that um, yeah none of us are short of stories of God's goodness are, are we that we've, we've all got some and, and you know you could go on talking and talking and I'm really sorry to interrupt you but um, yeah that I love to feed myself on stories of God's goodness. It's just such a privilege. And um, I've got a couple that I'll just share with you. My first first one is a a personal one. So um, I moved to come and work uh, for Eastgate um, almost two years ago now. And in that whole two years, I've been trying to sell my house in London and buy a new house here in Gravesend. And it's been quite a long journey and quite a long saga. Seeing God's goodness as we go through, but a long journey, a long saga. And finally, last week I heard that on the 20th of March, I finally complete and I get to move into my own house. So that's just amazing. Which is, uh, you know when you've been lodging with people, people are lovely and, um, you know, i am being very grateful, but it could be really nice to have my own space again and just see God's goodness because I, I know that he's got prophetic words over my life about my house, so it's going to be amazing. Another one is that... Um, We've got some children with some additional needs in um, our World Changers group, which is our, our kids group. And um, there's two in particular, two girls who I've been really praying for, because it's felt like it's been a really hard place for them to be in. And just in these last two weeks, there's been a complete turnaround in how they are in the group. Um, and it's kind of because they've come together. It's really interesting where they found it really hard to connect with anybody the two of them have kind of found each other. And they're, like, hugging each other during the time. And, and, and this, you know, they're kind of eight- and nine-year-olds. And they're helping each other with things that they found difficult. And, and they're just loving on each other and talking. And then and then they're sharing what God is showing them, which they wouldn't say a thing before. And they're putting that, you know, one of them has, is... Um, you know, has Down syndrome, and it's very difficult for her to communicate sometimes with confidence. But now she's putting her hand up and saying, yeah, God's showing me this, and then telling us. And it's just so exciting to see that. Um, There should be... I'm not going to show the film of the little boy, but if you could just show a picture of it. I don't know whether you have seen this little boy. His name's Jonathan. And, um, in the snow, in, on the snow days when, um, you couldn't kind of go out quite as much, I watched a bit more television than I perhaps would have done normally. And I found this, um, program from uh, the children's BBC, which I wouldn't normally look at, but you know, you're looking for something to, uh, watch. And this little boy, uh, it was called Locked In Boy because he had no means of communicating. And his mum, um, worked out that actually there was more inside him than, he, than previously had been thought. So he'd been going to school and he had no way of communicating. They would just play. And she was like, no, there's more to him than this. And she, her, her and her husband are Christians. He, her, his dad is a vicar. And you, you can just see the power of prayer. And this whole story on Children's BBC was about the fullness of life that this little boy has. So she, they devised this communication board, and so he communicates with his eyes. And he's written a book. He runs a charity. And he's been to Parliament and spoken to uh, the Minister for Education all about how children like him need a voice and they can speak. And he is so intelligent. He uses words that I can't even spell. you know, And he spells them out with his eyes, and then his mum speaks for him. And on it, he talks about his faith in Jesus. And he talks about how Christmas was really important to him because this Christmas he got confirmed. And he talks about his faith in Jesus. He said, I know Jesus, and I know that he loves me, and I love him, and I know that he gives me life in all his fullness, and I can't wait for the day when I go to live in the garden with him in heaven. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that this little boy is speaking to children on the BBC and it's just awesome the stories of God's goodness are amazing in our staff meetings here at um, Eastgate on a Tuesday morning we do just two things we share stories of good news and we worship and when I came here two years ago into this environment I was like what is this this isn't a staff meeting this is a worship meeting when are we going to talk about the stuff?" And and then I was thinking, oh, now I've got to think of good things that are happening. Oh, no, the pressure. (laughs) And then, after like a week or two weeks, I realized that there were so many good things to talk about. That I didn't need to think, oh, I've got to think of a good thing that's happened to share it. There were just so many things to share of the good things that God had been doing. And I began to become much more aware of the goodness of God. I love the fact that in this environment, it's full of stories of God's goodness, of His extravagant ki- kindness. It's amazing. We are living now, we are sitting now in an environment where God's goodness is so apparent. But do you know there's more. There's a new deepness of God's goodness that God is taking us to. Just this last Tuesday, I'd already planned what I was going to talk about, but this last Tuesday, as we were worshipping, a number of people had really similar pictures. Um, Someone had a picture of flowers blooming even after the snow and had this sense that God's goodness can't be hidden and that it's, it's there and it's going to break through, whatever. Then someone else had the sense of the, that, we're living under an open heaven and they, and they said, I know that's always true, but I just have a, a greater awareness of it today, a new awareness of it today, and that it was like we were coming into a season of, of, a, of, of a newness of a, 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 an even greater open heaven, and that it would be experiencing in greater measure. And I had this sense of God opening up a, a new well of his goodness for us to dive into and to experience an even greater depth. It was like we'd only, re- we'd only just touched the surface. And now he was saying, come deeper, come deeper. I want you to discover the depths of my goodness. There's more. Isn't that awesome? This environment is full of God's goodness, his extravagant, outrageous kindness, where everything is possible. And I just felt like this evening um, that the environment is pregnant with the possibilities of God's extravagant kindness. Whoa. Wow, what does he want to give birth to tonight? Whoa. What does he want to give birth to? Are you ready? Are you ready? That's what we often ask pregnant women. Are you ready? Are you you ready? What does he want to give birth to tonight? What do you want to give birth to? You see, God got my attention on Tuesday. Because when those words about God's goodness and this new season of God's goodness came... I knew that God has already been speaking to me about that. And sometimes he gets on our case about things, doesn't he? To draw our attention, to say, to, he sort of says the same thing in loads and loads of different ways, to draw our attention to him, to get us ready, to make us aware that I'm going to do something. I've got something for you. Are you ready? And um, God often speaks to me through songs. And um, sometimes I kind of get hooked on a song and I can't get away from it um and you know i wake up in the morning and i'm singing it and then um somebody else plays it and you're like oh that, that's my song of the moment um and every time i turn on my car it's this, it's back to the same track and when i get to the end of that track i want to sing it again and i'm not bored of it um is that is that just me or do other people get like that oh maybe it's just me um and i often have songs just for kind of a week or so um but I've had this song for months now. I think it was even before Christmas. And every time, I, I just couldn't shift it. And I was like, okay, God, all right, I, I'm prepared to listen now. I'm prepared to take, kind of, att- pay attention to what you're saying. Um, and if some of you might know Chris Spring, who leads worship here. It's one of his songs. Um, I'm going to play it to you later. And it's called um, Your Kindness. It's your kindness. It's, a, it's an amazing song. And it's, um, it's from... Uh, The main line, the main theme of it is from Romans 2 verse 4. And it's that bit that I just can't get away from. I just can't get away from Romans 2 verse 4. Where it asks us this question. Do you not know that God's kindness intends to lead us to repentance? Do you not know that God's kindness intends to lead us to repentance? You see... God's, I've become overwhelmed by God's goodness. We've, we've kind of talked about God's goodness and focusing on God's goodness as well over the last few weeks and the evening. And, and I'm just aware that the, this environment is pregnant with the possibilities of God's extravagant kindness. We've got stories of this amazing goodness. Why? Why? And I think um, God is trying to teach us that he kind of gives us access to an aspect of his nature. And, and, and he does it in a really extravagant way, the extravagant nature, part of his nature, because he wants us to go deeper into it. He doesn't want us to just touch the sur- surface. He wants us to go deeper into it. And he wants us to not just be interested in the works of God, but in God himself. So it's like he says, that oh, I'm going to, pour out an abundance of goodness and ways that you see my goodness so that you see me at work in that way and then you see me. Does that make sense? Yep. So that his invitation to go deeper isn't just to go deeper so that we go deeper into the goodness of God, the good things that we see God do, but so that we go deeper into the goodness of God himself One, um, amazing non-charismatic but very evangelical preacher put it like this, which, it, it just, it just tickled me that he was very evangelical but not charismatic, but he wrote this, let's recognize and catch a glimpse of the, glo- this glory of God and dwell in the richness of him who is this treasure, knowing that he doesn't skimp, that is part, that it, it is part of the wealth of his riches. I want to say, don't just capture a glimpse of it. Dive deep into it. Dive deep into it. So as God is making this invitation to dive deep into his goodness, as he's inviting us in, not just to see his goodness in the works, but to see him himself, let's begin with the wonder of this extravagant kindness. The wonder of God's extravagant kindness. I wonder. I wonder. Just wonder for a minute. Wonder at the kindness of God. Just dwell <laughs> at that richest kindness of God. That same preacher said, kindness, a beautiful word for a beautiful grace. Wow. As you wonder at the kindness of God, what do you experience? What encounter do you have of God? <laughs> wow. it's amazing the kindness of God just oozes out of him because he is kindness he is goodness he is kindness we see it in the gospels through Jesus don't we please just carry on encountering I'll just keep talking and you just carry on encountering okay We see it through the life of Jesus in the Gospels. We see it in his interaction with people as he heals them. He's kind. He's kind to them. When he talks to the Samaritan woman at the well, you see kindness is who he is. He talks to her with kindness. When we see his kindness, we don't just see what he does, we see him. Because he is kindness. He's not harsh or condemning he's extravagant in his kindness and as i was dwelling on that song of chris springs it was a story of the prodigal son that just kept on coming back to me and there's so many things in that parable that you could talk about and i haven't really kind of considered it being about the kindness of god really there's you know The evangelist in me wants to talk about the evangelism in it. There's the, you know, the the pastor in me wants to talk about the, the, the God, the father God figure. But he was just kept showing me that it's an example of his kindness. Let me read it to you. Just encounter the kindness of God through this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So the father divided his property between them. How kind is that? What dad gives away half his property just like that? That's the kindness of God. If you ask, you will receive. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and squandered his wealth. The kindness of God. He knew what his son was going to do. But he was still kind to him. And then we know the story that he spent everything, ended up looking after pigs. But then he came to his senses. He came to his senses. You almost feel the kindness of God, the kindness of the Father drawing him back. And he comes back determined to say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So he gets up and he goes back to his father. But while he was still a long way off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. I love the but in that. I love it. You see, in that moment, he hears the, the father, hears the, sto- hears the sorry but he doesn't focus on it. He hears the the son saying, I'm sorry, but he just carries on and says, here's your robe, here's your ring, here's everything back that you lost, here's your identity and your position back. Just the wonderful, extravagant kindness of God. No harshness, no condemnation, no I told you so. Just this beautiful picture of the kindness of God. And you see, it's that that he has for us. It's that beautiful kindness that he invites us into. Because it's who he is. It's his very nature. It's who he is. It's that that he invites us into. That kindness. No harshness. No condemnation. That's the wonder of his God's kindness. That's the wonder of God's kindness, an extravagance, a beautiful aspect of his nature, grace. And that leads us into the purpose of God's kindness. Romans 2 verse 4 says, Do you not know that God's kindness intends to lead us to repentance? But I want to suggest that it doesn't lead us into repentance in the way that we sometimes think and that we can, I know in my past, I was led to believe, that of being brought into repentance through shame and guilt. You see, in that story, no shame or guilt is brought on the prodigal son. Rather, he is immediately restored to his identity and his position. Immediately. No, I told you so. No, well, you know, if only you'd have done. No, let's do your repentance. Make sure you get all your stuff sorted. Have you said sorry for this, this and this? None of that. Just here. Here's your robe and here's your ring. Here's your identity. You're my child. You're my son. Now live as royalty live as my son, live as my child, straight away. You see, repentance is a gift from Jesus. Bill Johnson says it's part of what he does in wooing us to himself. Repentance, by that I mean of realising that we've done or thought the wrong thing. It allows it, It's God's way of allowing us to turn around and literally change the way we go or the way we're thinking. He just says, look, turn around, start again, let's move on. It's a gift, literally to change the way we're going or the way we're thinking. It's a wonderful gift from God which shifts the way that we're thinking about life, our actions, the past, the future. It shifts us. It doesn't put guilt or shame on us. It doesn't put guilt or shame on us. Chris Spring puts it in his song like this. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness that leads us to be free. It's his kindness to lead, that leads us to repentance, to see how you see me, to see how you see. You see... His kindness leads us to see us how God sees us. And you know, God sees us as amazing. God sees us as his children. God sees us not by what we do, but who we are. God sees us as fantastic and his favorite. You now, I was, had the privilege of speaking at a conference um, yesterday and uh, for children's workers. And um, I realized that as I kind of stood up to speak, everybody um, before me had been kind of doing that you know, kind of false pride thing. Oh, no, no, I'm not really that good at this. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm not really that, you know, that amazing. I'm just normal person. Well, all of which is kind of true. But, you know, here, we're encouraged to say, no, we're amazing. We're great at this. We're fantastic. Because that's how God sees us. And we bring out the gold in each other, don't we? We don't see each other by what we can't do. We see each other by what we can do. And we are amazing and we are fantastic. And I um, just that morning, I would kind of felt a bit nervous before speaking. And I was like... Oh, and I texted a friend and said, um, I'm feeling a bit nervous. And she just messaged me back one line. Don't be stupid. Um, uh, why? Don't be nervous. You're very good. And I was like... Yeah, I know, I am. That's what he's yeah, I am very good, actually. Yeah, I'm very good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, a few years ago, I would never have said that. I'd been like, oh, you know, it's God in me, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, repentance means we change the way we think. And we see ourselves how God sees us. And his kindness and his goodness that he keeps pouring out on us means that he must like to put good things in us and give good things to us because he must think we're pretty great. Yeah? You see, we are amazing. We are amazing. So he loves to put amazing things into us and he loves to fill us up with amazing stuff and do amazing things through us because we're amazing. We are amazing. The purpose of God's extravagant kindness is to lead us into freedom so that we start to see ourselves as he sees us. Not to lead us into repentance of guilt and shame or if only I'd have done that better, God. No. It's to lead us into being who we're meant to be. To lead us into seeing ourselves. Lead us into freedom. To be his children. To be inheritors of his kingdom. To be benefactors of all his riches. To be those he has gifted and called and chosen. To be people of destiny and future. And as his people, he loves to partner with us to see his kingdom come here on earth. So he loves it when we we heal someone. Because he, he he's yes, he's the healer, but he's partnering with us. And if we don't say, can I pray for you for healing, then it kind of doesn't happen. He loves to do it with us because he loves to fill us up with his kindness and say, now you go do it. You go do it too. His extravagant kindness means that we can dwell with him and live with him now and forever. And he's inviting us to experience a new depth of that goodness and kindness because he's got more for us. So he's given us an experience of his kindness so that we can see as he sees. So that we see ourselves as he sees us so that we can experience even more of his goodness and extravagant kindness. So do you want more? Do you want more? Because heaven's open. The well is open. And what I just felt today was um, when you're a kid and you are learning to swim, or if you've ever taught your kids to learn to swim, there's quite a lot of time where the child is on the edge of the water, you know, on the edge of the swimming pool thing, and, they're, and you're like standing in an water going, come on then, in your jump, in your jump. And they're like, mm. no. No, 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 no. And you're like, come on, jump. It's okay, you'll be all right. And they're like, no, no, Okay? And I felt like that's what God was, was sort of showing me, that we're on the edge of this well of his goodness. And he's saying, jump in. But instead of us going, no, 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 I can't do it, we just dive right in. And then he's going to take us on this adventure of just an encounter with his goodness like you've never experienced before. And he's going to show you more of himself. Because when we dive into his goodness, we're diving into him. So are you ready? Get yourselves comfortable. If you want to lie on the floor, please go lie on the floor. If you want to sit differently, you know, whatever makes you comfortable. Because that's what we're going to do. And we're going to play that, if you don't mind, Anthony, playing that song, Chris Spring's song. Because it just speaks so beautifully of his goodness. Dive in. The well is open. Jesus is here. Just allow yourself to go deeper with God. And just, ministry team, if you can like, leave people alone <laughs> to encounter God for themselves, try not to be aware of anyone else around you. This is between you and God. So I'm going to pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you that the well is open and we can dive in to experience your extravagant, outrageous goodness. Jesus, would you just um, show us (laughs) what we uh, take from this encounter? You see, when we've dived into the depth of God... And there's more, and there's gonna be more, and He's gonna keep on showing you stuff, and there's gonna keep, be keep, there's gonna be new encounters that you're gonna have this week, that, because you're not gonna go back and be different. You're gonna go on and on into more of God's goodness. You see, when we've had some, there's more. And there's more, and there's more, and, and we can't change. We can't go back. We can't go back. We can't go back. And stuff has to change. Because in his goodness and his kindness, there's healing. There's healing for our hearts and there's healing for our bodies. As we go deeper into his goodness, there's healing. So I think some of you are being healed right now. So, And maybe there was a testimony shared in your group of a healing and you're just grabbing that right now. You see, the atmosphere is pregnant with his goodness. It's pregnant with his goodness. And so he's birthing new things. Maybe he's birthing dreams for you. I can just see um uh things that you, where you've thought you could never dream. He's just birthing dreams in you right now. New things. New things. He's birthing them in you right now. And where there's been something that some of you have um found it really difficult to turn around from there's just been something that's been said or something that's been done to you that you just feel like I can't turn around from this everywhere I go I keep bumping into it like right now it's changing (laughs) right now God is bringing you freedom from that and showing you a different way, whoa you see we're not held by our past we're free from our past and I think for some of you there's been um, a loop of um, things that people have said about you that have almost condemned you that kind of goes around your head whenever life gets difficult and Jesus is just putting a break on that loop and setting you free from that right now and he's giving you words of affirmation that you're hearing for yourself for the first time Come on, Jesus. Please just stay in your encounter with God. But I just wanted to finish with something um, from uh, the film, The Greatest Shaman. I don't know if anybody's seen the film, The Greatest Showman. Um, if you wouldn't mind finding it for me, is that okay? Thank you. Um, in the film, um, it's a kind of based on a true story, but it's fictional. But in the film, as I was watching it, I was just so reminded of the story of the prodigal son and um, what um, if you could make sure it's not playing just yet is that alright um, what happens in the story is the character that Hugh Jackman plays is like the showman and he's gone off and left his wife to go and be with another woman and it all like, it's like he comes to his senses and comes back and then uh, the people in the show the kind of freaks as um, they're called are um, so kind to him that it makes him realize what he's got to do, that he's got to turn around. And it's that whole picture of the kindness leading to this turnaround uh, of, of repentance. And um, the song um, that I'm going to play is like this determination. It's turning around and going back and doing things and and living life differently. And it's called From Now On. But um, this recording that Hugh Jackman does almost has like another element and dimension to it. Because actually before they recorded it, it took ages to set up the timings of this recording and different things. But Hugh Jackman had actually had surgery just days before. And I I think for skin cancer. Um, And so he was told he wasn't allowed to sing um because it would burst the stitches um but he's so taken up in the song um and what the song was about and what the song means that he couldn't help but sing and i i just felt like this is a picture of just um like what's happened tonight almost um that the almost like we are so we've been so captivated and so taken by the goodness of god that we can't not live differently that we have that we have to change, and that the stuff of our past, you know, like the cancer, the stuff of our past is left behind because we're so taken up into into the goodness of God and into the freedom that He's given to us. So I want to finish um, by just. I just, just kind of showing you what happens really as he's, you know, trying really hard not to sing and then he just can't help it but sing. And I want to just release that, that truth over you that, um, that's you. You can't help but be different now because you've met with the goodness of God and you have met with God who is good. Yeah. So I just declare over you right now that um, you can't help but be changed and live differently because of that goodness that you've encountered of God and the good God that you have encountered. That we can't help but be changed, Father God, and be caught up in the the delight and in the song of heaven that from now on we're going to live differently. Amen. Do you mind playing it?